This is Catalog and Cocktails. Presented by Data.World. All right, I think it's time to go for our, our let's go to our lightning round. Uh, we got a couple of questions. The lightning round is presented by Data.World, uh, the data catalog for successful cloud migration. With Data.World, you can ensure business continuity and visibility at every stage of the migration process. I'm going to go first. So WPP is a big company, and you've been putting all these amazing training programs together, right, about data and AI. You have all these partnerships with Oxford. Can smaller companies do that too? Oh, of course. Of course, it's much harder for us to do it on a large scale, but a lot of organizations can do it. You know, there are a lot of partners out there or learning providers that you can partner with. And the content that we're creating, a lot of it is our own content, right? You know, who 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 better to teach, you know, what better is to use your business to teach the rest of the business and to create content, you know, around that and do that in creative ways, right? You know, you know, we live in a time where we don't need to get people into classrooms, right, into to teach all of this stuff. You know, we can, you know, produce videos and more interactive materials. So, hell yeah. Awesome. Love it. Um, next question is, um, so the chief data officer or the person who wears that hat, right, um, do they bear a heavy responsibility in bridging IT in the business? Oh, absolutely. Um, and I think if they're not, then they shouldn't be a CDO. Right. Because Ooh. that's well, I know that's controversial, but that's what they should be doing. You know, the chief data officers are there to not only make sure that there is order and structure and all the good things are going on within their you know, sphere of span of control within those data departments. It's also about making sure that they are working with their peers, the, the other, you know, that the, their peers in the C-suite and making sure that they're aligned in, in what they're doing, what their challenges are and in how they can work together to help not only resolve those challenges, but identify those opportunities. Because you can't, you're not gonna ask for, you're not gonna do things if you don't know that they exist, right? So they have to have that culture. And going back to what I said earlier, they have then got a, you know, it's down down to them to drive that culture of collaboration and cross-pollination across, you know, all of the departments down through the, the chain of their organization. Well, that was also actually a theme when I was at the MIT CDO conference about all the CDOs were talking about the business, the how do you define success from a business perspective? Mm -hmm. Not that much about technology. And I agree with you. Like if you're not doing that, then you shouldn't, you're not the CDO. You should not be the CDO. Yeah, all right. Answer. Next question. Are companies like WPP seeing the idea of knowledge, right? And relevance from them versus just data. Oh, agree. I mean, we're, I mean, I'm, I'm a huge advocate of, of knowledge. And I mean, you know, um, you know, I made a statement earlier on about, you know, being data rich, knowledge poor. And, I, you know, I'm not just saying that about our organization. I just say this, this is prevalent in, in all organizations. So, you know, we need to start making more of the connection between data all the way through to information, all the way through to, to, to the, you know, insight and knowledge, right? You know, and I, you know, I think it was like, you know, there's a quote, you know, there's a stat from Gartner around, it's like, you know, 87% of data is, is unused, right? Because it doesn't, you know, and, but there's no meaning around it. So absolutely, we should be ensuring that we are transforming data into knowledge, right? And if we're not, then that data is just not serving a purpose, right? It shouldn't be there. And we should really be questioning, you know, why we have it and what we're doing. Love this. Yeah. Last question. So, Fib, fast forward 10 years from now, will we have by and large solved this data and business literacy problem? Is this something that we're going to actually solve for or are we in this for the long haul? I think we're going to be 
in it for the long haul. I think we're going to be a lot more poised um, around the approaches that we're taking. Um, I think there's going to be more appreciation of the, the business value chain, you know, across technology and across the business departments. Um, I think what I think what is going to change is the, the the types of challenges, right, and the types of ways in which we're doing business, right. So, but I think we're going to have some solid foundations in terms of bridging those two things, you know, together, right. You know, I I read something a while ago where um, someone said, you know, the business of the future won't have a chief data officer because you know the mantra of data will be embedded into the organization right you won't need it you know and they also mentioned about amazon right you know the the the, the world's most big and biggest data driven business yeah who's the cdo they don't have one so you know so i i i think we'll see more people you know especially in senior roles you know our c suites that are more technology focused and more technology driven and more and more data literate as well as business literate this brings up another interesting uh, thought um, well, not having a CDO means you're being successful. Um, not, not necessarily. It might mean that you've potentially kind of got to that Nirvana point as well. Um, but I think there's, you know, you, there, there is still a time and a place for having a CDO in that organization, right? It's when all of your ducks line up. It's when everyone kind of has that, that, that level of understanding across business and technology, you reach that point. But it's not a bad thing, you know, having one. I just think organizations that are really technology-driven and technology-focused will probably be the first ones that will be potentially clipping those roles. All right. All right, time for TTT. Tim, take us away with your takeaways. Go first. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So many good takeaways, Viv. Thank you so much for this conversation that we've been able to have today. So um, we talked a lot about sort of this need to bridge the business and IT and technology groups uh, and how to do that and the big challenges around that. Uh, and you had mentioned that uh, business and technology groups always have these demands of each other. Um, and that um, uh, a lot of times they're not speaking the same language and that you must accept that this problem exists, right? It kind of reminds me of sort of like the, the, the multiple stages of grief or something like that, right? You have to acknowledge that there, uh, that there is this issue, that there is this problem um, and that everyone has to play a role in solving it. Uh, you mentioned about um, understanding being a really clear goal that we have to understand each other. We have to ask how we have to ask why you need to create a culture and empower the people on your team and across the organization to ask why to understand the value and to, and, and to encourage them to make it clear that they're not trying to be belligerent or cause confusion and delay that asking why is a good thing because it highlights the value. It makes it clear to them what they should be doing so that they do the right thing and it's the most impactful thing. And it makes sure that we as an organization prioritize properly, right? Uh, and throughout all of this, it's a, it's a journey that everyone's going on together to understand the business more as a whole um, and to have these what you call grown-up conversations um, uh, to really you know, qualify those, those wants and needs. Um, how do you get people to ask why? Well, uh, you should you should ask why uh, when you're asked to do something. So you should make sure that those people are asking why. Um, you should, uh, as a manager, make it clear to your team that they're empowered to do this. 
Um, and uh, you also talked about the uh, making it, it that it's important for people to know the strategic objectives of the company. Like, what is the company trying to do? What does the company do? Um, and those are going to be key factors in helping them to ask the right questions and, and have smart, smart why questions to ask. Um, so I thought that was a really good setup on sort of making sure people are asking the right questions and, and understanding. Um, Juan, what about you? What were some of your big takeaways? I got, I got several here. So how do we establish this culture, right? So we've talked about the literacy. Yes, we need to have data literacy, but we're in this agreement that we need to start thinking about this business literacy. And we did talk about like these business, like these data translators, but, and Hey, we acknowledge that they can be unicorns in a way. And, and I mean, and they, it's hard to go find them mm. too. Uh, so it, it's not just about having that particular role that exists. Like this needs to be something that other people are going to have within kind of their existing job because Otherwise, they're going to think it's somebody else's job. Yeah. I want to go do that, right? You need to embed the responsibilities as well so it's not someone else's job. But you need to empower them, right? You need to give them the tools and make it clear, make it easy around this. We talked about the team structures. I think it's very clear that the whole decentralization push kind of your data scientists, your analysts, engineers into those different departments, right? I think that's one of the, the, the important aspects. You said something I'll never forget. Think customers, not rows. That is a brilliant, brilliant takeaway because that's the knowledge first aspect right there. Data first, it's rows. Knowledge first, oh, those are customers actually. And you really want to identify groups that are working against each other and protect against those car crashes. Yeah. That's a really important takeaway right there. So how do we enable these data and data and business literacy pro, uh, within an organization? Well, it's education, right? Like you guys at, data, at WPP, you've established all these programs around AI, uh, doing things like with Oxford, uh, Oxford trainings, having a lot of guest speakers, how to special workshops, um, learn from others who have done it before. We're talking now about how we could possibly do this with employee onboarding. A lot of possibilities of things to go do there. It's just something that I really love. When you have the knowledge, you ask better questions. And I think this is a this is another brilliant takeaway. Um, what roles can technology play? It's in assisting with the understanding because when you understand that data, again, you can leverage that data more. You can ask those better questions. So technology there is to make you really understand better that data. Um, and I think we just that last takeaway that we talked about the CDO. I think that that if the CDO, the goal should be that the CDO kind of becomes irrelevant. I mean, look at those big companies; they don't even have CDOs around that. We did a lot. How did we do on takeaways? Anything we missed? No, no, I think you've covered it. Both of you've covered it brilliantly. Wow. Wow. We we, we did get through a lot there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's wrap it up. We got three questions for you. Okay. What's your advice about data, about life, brought on purpose? Second, who should we invite next? And third, uh, what are the resources that you follow? Who are What are the things that you read, uh, people you follow, conferences that you go to? So I think... Um, in terms of kind of my, you know, uh, approaches or, or ways to think about things, I, you know, I just think, you know, never, you know, be curious, don't ever be afraid to challenge. Um, and, you know, and this is my, my whole personal mantra, which is, you know, make sure you learn something new every day, right? Have one takeaway every single day, right? You know, and it might be something simple, right? You know, I've, you know, I learned how to cook sausages or whatever, but make sure you reflect and you learn something new every single day, right? And have that kind of mind. And I think that's that's the thing. And don't be afraid of failing. Don't be afraid of 
changing your mind right don't be afraid to say you know what you know you might think that sausages are the best thing you know today and tomorrow it's just like well it's, it's bacon tomorrow right you know don't be afraid of that right you know don't 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 be stuck in your way so i think that's you know that's something that's um you know i've, I've always you know uh grown up with as well so uh who should we invite next oh who should we invite next wow wow that's just i mean you've had a, a real real great number of uh um speakers on here wow uh, uh, or or a topic or a type of person or if you um i don't know i think um i i think trying to you know i think what 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 i would love to hear more about is from an organization or a person or someone you know who, who who's who's done who's really good at this right you know to understand what we're missing right we were talking you know we're all talking about you know ones that you know we think we're good or um you know the the you know but who are those key organizations that are really really nailing this right and how will they actually do it it doesn't have to be a large organization but it could be a small one right because i really feel as though i'd like to learn from one another right um and and how they're approaching things so, so. Uh, well call anybody who's listening uh and in, in, in do you want to share your story please reach out to us uh finally what resources do you follow um so um i i don't do a lot of reading um as lot. Well. you know i do you know i pursue the right people um on linkedin and making sure that i'm reading the right you know blog posts as well um and i just think it's about for me it's about absorbing the right information from the right people and debating in your mind everything that you hear listen and learn right um as well so uh there's you know there's there's various folks that that, that that i follow but i just think it's you know it's around the people that are around you uh that they're, they're going to be very key to you know your immediate learning and understanding um as well love that you're you're big on building that network and and being able to share knowledge with each other and i, and I love that it's a very connected approach to knowledge sharing yeah, and that's something I've been following a lot and kind of finding the right people, connecting them, connecting with them, trying to go talk to them, have one on ones, one sequential with people. I'm very privileged that I get to talk to you and we get to Likewise. we get to chat and just kind of like share what's going on in the world. You know, absolutely. And I think, you know, given everything that's happened in the last couple of years, you know, that that level of connectivity is dissolved a bit right you know we don't you know we don't always have those impromptu conversations right we don't always have those things that we we hear someone else talking about you know whilst we're in the office that like pique our interest those are things you know that's you know i think we've we've lost the ability to be able to listen learn and connect with people um you know outside you know of a screen so you know, being here and meeting people, talking to people, understanding what they're doing, listening, learning is really, really key. You know, and sometimes to me, that's more powerful than and it's going to be more valuable than, you know, reading, you know, um, any book. And with that, we're after this, we're heading to dinner and continue talking about oh, of course. discover things. So next week, uh, we're going to be chatting with uh, Roll Pot. He's from Vopac and Vopac is a company I find fascinating. Company's been around for 400 years. And I remember talking to them and saying, we need to be around for another 400 years. That is thinking about being resilient. So that's one of the conversations we're having next week with Roll. And we're actually going to be all live at, in Austin. We're going to be in the Data World headquarters. So it's going to be a really fun conversation over there. Uh, and, well, thank you very much for all our listeners. Uh, this episode, again, was brought to you by Data.World, the data catalog for the data mesh. We can help you do the data mesh in a whole new paradigm for data empowerment. So to learn more, visit Data.World. With that, VIP. Tim, 
Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. It's been an honor and privilege to be here. So This was great. Looking forward to cheersing you um, in person in just a few weeks' time, hopefully. Cheers. Brilliant. Cheers.